The Connection Podcast, connecting you to the life of the church community within the parish of Yate and the Froomeside Benefice. Hello and welcome back. It is great to have you back here on the Connection Podcast. Uh, my name's Justin and it's a pleasure to welcome you to this podcast that connects you to the Parish of Yate and the Froomeside Benefice. So on this episode of The Connection, we have a live recording of 6.30 Praise at St Mary's Church that was held on the 19th of November. There's a live band, a preacher and a great opportunity to gather and be a community. And you're and everybody is absolutely welcome. So sit back, enjoy, sing and listen to the great word of God. Come along, everybody, hurry up. You're all like me, weren't you? You thought that... Those drums would go on for a little bit longer. <laughs> they seem to have been cut short a bit this evening, but uh, anyway. So it is time. Welcome. <coughs> Very good to see you all. Welcome to another 6.30 praise. I hope you all had a good week. Yeah, a few sort of nods. Good. I know, it's that sort of a... The weather, it's the weather that's done it, hasn't it? It's sort of a slightly drizzly, sort of continual dark skies. But anyway, let's not worry about the weather outside because inside we're going to praise God and we're going to, uh, our hearts are going to be lifted high. And uh, we're also going to hear from uh, Lee, who's just put a mouthful of cake in his mouth. So I will talk for a little bit longer. <laughs> so, Lee, we're, we're, we're getting quite close to the end of Joshua uh, now. So it's a uh, sort of yeah, we're wrapping up a little bit, and uh, we got to the end of the campaigns, and um, tonight's passage uh, is uh, it's chapter 22, I think, isn't it? But it's got us, in, in our sort of, the, the rotor that we get with the sort of titles, it's got a, an interesting title. It's a bit of a sort of teaser, you know, it's called An, an Altar of Remembrance and uh, an Act of... Can you remember what it is, Lee? I noted it down. I got it in my... Sorry, I forgot to get my... From, from his. In my jacket. An unforgettable altercation. An unforgettable altercation. That was it, yes. It's quite a mouthful. It is. It's quite a, 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 a mouthful and an alliteration, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. An altar of remembrance and an unforgettable altercation. Well, I, I don't think that's teased enough, is it, Lee? We need to hear from you. Come on, come and tell us a little bit more what's going on. Yeah, so uh, tonight we're going to be thinking about how we can remain faithful and about how we can help other people to become faithful too. Right. Oh, good. I was speaking about faithfulness this morning, actually, so that's obviously a very topical, topical subject. Good. And, well, so we've got the band with us as well. Very excited about that. But just before we get to, uh, to worship, let's just... Uh, uh, still our hearts for a moment. The, uh, the first line of the first reading that we had in this morning's service uh, was this. Be silent before the Sovereign Lord. Be silent before the Sovereign Lord. And actually that brought to mind two other verses in my mind. So there's an, another verse which I think is in Habakkuk. 
which says the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. So let's just begin with a time of stillness, recognizing his sovereignty, his majesty, his awesome greatness. The fact that he, not we, he is God. want to acknowledge this evening that you are the sovereign Lord, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And Lord, we come before you recognising, in a sense, our own smallness uh, in the face of your greatness. We also wonder that you welcome us into your presence, that you make us your sons and daughters, your children, that you Take delight in us. Help us, Lord, as we gather to worship, to take delight in you. <coughs> as the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So let's spend some time now exalting God with our hearts, our minds and our voices. I hand over to uh, Ian who's going to lead us in the first uh, few worship songs. See? <clears throat> It says, Praise the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, who minister by night in the house of the Lord. It's not quite night, it feels kind of in there with the darkness here, but who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. join together and start to, to praise and worship him this evening, ministering in the house of the Lord by night.
we introduced a few weeks ago that uh, called Through It All. So slightly slower song. It's not a, not a new one, but new, new to us. You are forever in my life. You see me through the seasons. Cover me with your hand and lead me in your righteousness.
before, just before Lee comes up, um, we've been singing about God's faithfulness. It's very easy just to sing and allow those words to, to flow over. And uh, um, uh, Lee said he's going to be speaking a bit on faithfulness later on. So let's just spend a few minutes in quietness just reminding ourselves that in the midst of this, this world where we're so used to be let, let, being let down by other people, our God is a completely faithful God. And let's just, if anyone wants to call out any prayers of thanks for God's faithfulness, then now is the time to do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening that you are completely faithful and dependable and trustworthy. We know that your love endures forever and ever without faltering. And that you're always there for us, even though we often turn away from you. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your servant Lee, for um, the ministry that you called him to, for the insights and wisdom that you have given him, and particularly for all that you have spoken to him in his preparation uh, for this evening. And Lord, we just ask that you will speak through him into our hearts and minds tonight. Give us an open ears, attentive hearts, an open minds, ready to receive what it is you want us to hear. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. For various reasons, last week uh, was the first time that I managed to get here for uh, part of this uh, Joshua sermon series. So it seems a little bit odd uh, to stand and talk to you tonight when I've not shared in the bits before. But we are where we are. So we're getting towards the end of the book of Joshua. The tribes have fulfilled their promise to Joshua and they've worked together in the conquest. And Joshua has blessed the tribes, thanked them for their support and shared the spoils of conquest amongst them. The tribes of Reuben and Gad and Manasseh are part of that blessing, part of that sharing before uh, before they begin their journey home. For the first time in over 45 years, the descendants of Jacob could look forward to a settled existence. For the tribes of Reuben and Gad and Manasseh, that meant traveling across the Jordan, traveling to the east, traveling across that physical barrier. But how might that physical barrier be perceived? What impact might that border have on their future? <coughs> the Eastern tribes, just like the Western tribes, were followers of God. They understood the law of Moses, the need to, to not look towards idols or to build another altar to the Lord. The Eastern tribes 
knew the expectations that were on them as followers of the one true God, the followers of Yahweh. But as the eastern tribes approached the Jordan, they stopped. And we're told in Joshua 22 that they built there an altar by the Jordan, an altar of great size. What on earth were they doing? They were building something that was prohibited by the law of Moses. They were building a second altar. Perhaps, not surprisingly, the tribes of the West Bank got pretty anxious when they found out what was happening. Earlier on in the book of Joshua, we heard about the consequences of people turning away or denying the law of God. Not only were the people that turned away from God harmed, but the entire nation of Israel suffered as a result. And so the tribes from the West Bank were fearful when they heard about this altar being built. Fearful that the consequences would be on all of them, not just those who were going to cross the Jordan on their way back home. And so when the people of Israel heard it, the whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh to make war against them. gathered to make war against them. But rather than sending an army straight away, the Western tribe sent a priest and the head of each of the tribes. Seems right, doesn't it? They wanted to wage war against the Eastern tribe, so they sent the priest ahead of them. What is this treachery you have committed against the God of Israel? in turning away today from following the Lord, by building yourself an altar today in rebellion against the Lord. If you rebel against the Lord today, he will be angry with the whole congregation of Israel tomorrow. So the tribes from the West lay down their arguments and the tribes from the east have an opportunity to respond. The Lord God of gods, the Lord God of gods, he knows and let Israel itself know. If it was in rebellion or in breach of faith toward the Lord, do not spare us today for building an altar to turn away from following the Lord. Or if we did so to offer burnt offerings or grain offerings or offerings of well-being on it, may the Lord himself take vengeance. No, we did it from fear that in time to come, your children might say to our children, what have you to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you. So your children might make our children cease to worship the Lord. Let us build an altar to be a witness between us and you and between the generations after us that we do perform 
the service of the Lord in his presence. The eastern tribes weren't looking for a fight with God, or even a fight with the rest of Israel. The eastern tribes wanted to protect their children, to provide a reminder for the generations to come that they all worshipped the one God. The eastern tribes wanted a symbol that they still belonged to Israel. The eastern tribes wanted to ensure that this physical divide of the Jordan River wouldn't mean that they were physically divided from their faith in God or with their connection with the wider tribes of Israel. Today we know the Lord is among us because you have not committed this treachery against the Lord. Now you have saved the Israelites from the hand of the Lord. The Reubenites and the Gadites called the altar witness. For, they say, it is a witness between us that the Lord is God. The people of the east were fearful that the physical barrier of the river Jordan would have prevented them from being part of the nation of Israel, prevented them from being followers of Yahweh. At this point in time, despite the Jordan being a symbolic boundary, it wasn't a national boundary. And the people of the eastern tribes wanted to find a way to maintain that understanding. This second altar that they built, that they built as a witness, was a token of solidarity. A token of solidarity with the rest of Israel. A reminder that they were bound together by faith and worship in God. The people of the East were afraid that this boundary might be used against them to exclude them from the faith of Israel. To exclude them from their love of Yahweh and Yahweh's love of them. And I wonder what boundaries we might find that prevent, that, sorry, that we what boundaries we might find that might exclude other people from faith. Boundaries that might be around us that prevent people from being with us and worshipping as one with us. Sometimes it might be obvious and physical A few months ago we committed Pauline to God's care, but imagine the problems that she would have had accessing this building if it wasn't for the ramps. Physical factors that prevented people from joining together in worship. Physical factors that might prevent people from having the confidence to join the worshipping life of the church. If the eastern tribes didn't have a way of getting across the Jordan, 
that barrier might have been even more significant in their ability to to worship at the altar of God. And sometimes those barriers might be less obvious. How is the church's ongoing debate about same-sex marriage impacting people's view of the church as a whole? Are people leaving the church or even not joining the church because of these preconceived ideas about what we might think or believe? What we might think or believe about another person's loving relationships? How do we ensure, an, uh, how do we ensure that we offer a range of worship opportunities so that people can engage with a range of learning styles. How can we make worship relevant to all, not just those who are like us? Are people scared off by that idea and that example of street preachers <coughs> proclaiming hell, fire and damnation, thinking that all of our worship is like that? The Eastern tribes had that physical boundary of the River Jordan. That might have prevented them from being included in the life of God's people. Their altar meant that they could continue to be welcomed as the people of God, as the nation of Israel. But what does it really mean to welcome in terms of being inclusive, being there for all, engaging with a community that is outside us and indeed the world all around us. The tribes of the East built an altar as a reminder, as a witness that they worshiped the one true God. They were part of the chosen nation of Israel. as God's people here in Yates and Chicken Sobbery, do we need to build something, to look towards something that reminds us that we are all one people. We are all children of the Father, children of the one who created us and noted that it was good. Friends, what barriers or bridges might we need to pull down or build so that others can come and join us in worship too. Amen. So um, a number of questions there that Lee were, was uh, posing. What uh, barriers might there be that we have uh, built or that uh, others have built that we need to tear down? How might we be uh, stopping this sort of unity and uh, fellowship? Uh, let's just uh, gather in small groups, uh, sort of four or five, where you're sitting just if you want to turn and chat with each other and uh, uh, see what you make of uh, what Lee has told us. So we'll do that for about five minutes and I'll bring us to an end in, in, in prayer. <coughs>
If you've ever felt disconnected from church or just want a short reflection to help you get through your busy week, then the Homilets podcast may well be the thing for you. Each episode is a short five-minute reflection on the lives of Christians from history linked to scripture and recorded during weekday communion services by Father Ben Thompson in the Froomside Benefice. Learn from our sibling Christians who have gone before us and be inspired to walk the path they trod in following Christ in your own daily life. You can find the Homilets podcast by visiting homilia.substack.com forward slash podcast. That's homilia.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or by searching for Homilets on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Join us as we reflect and learn together to become the saints God has called each one of us to be. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, His purpose was to create one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. And of course, Paul was writing about Jesus then when he wrote those those words. Well, Jesus, we thank you that you were the one who came and broke down the barrier between us and God. That you enabled us to know of God's love and goodness. And Lord, we ask that you will help us to find ways of breaking down uh, the barriers that uh, are being constructed all the time by all of us, really. And help us to be able to make your son Jesus visible and to reveal your love to those around us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So can I invite the uh, band back up? Just while they're gathering, just uh, two very quick notices. Uh, One is that our Christmas tree festival is going to be starting in just about two weeks' time now, I think. Actually, two weeks' time, the, the whole place will be full of trees. It will be in the festival. So it starts on the 1st of December. Always a great uh, occasion, really. A great upwelling of community creativity. So do please come along and support that if you're able to. And uh, encourage friends and families to come along and uh, have a look as well. Uh, the second thing... Can we say ours is on Friday? Oh, right, this is on Friday. <laughs> right, okay, and the Methodist Church also has a, met- a Christmas tree festival. So we could merge them yeah, at the end of the good exactly. week, you know, to have a yeah. mega okay. festival. So, so yes, yeah, so Chris, uh, Yate, um, uh, Methodist Church, this, yeah. this, this weekend, then the following weekend through to the third weekend is uh, uh, here in St Mary's. Uh, the other thing is um, as, uh, part of our working towards become a more, becoming more of an eco-church. Um, we've uh, agreed that uh, um, uh, we will have a board at the back of the church in a few weeks' time where you can put one 
Christmas card to greet everyone. So to, to rather than having to do hundreds of sort of individual cards, you can still do them if you want, but uh, we're not going to provide the facility to sort of exchange cards in that way. Uh, partly because come the, the middle of January, we still find rather a lot all stuffed in the, uh, the things that are totally useless. So in order to try and avoid that waste, one card which will be displayed on a display board, just greeting everyone uh, a very happy Christmas. Um, and uh, uh, the money that is saved, you can either give to yourself to charity of your choice or we can pull it uh, in, in the church and uh, find a way of uh, passing it on to charity. So I'm going to hand back to Ian now to uh, uh, lead us in more worship.
because we do want to just celebrate and thank you for your goodness and ask that by your Holy Spirit you will enable us to carry some of that goodness with us out of this church into the coming week. Be our guide, be our strength, be the light within us and help us to reveal you to the people of this town. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Thank you very much indeed, everybody, for joining us this evening. I hope you all have an extremely good week. Um, and uh, look forward to seeing you, same place, same time, next week. And uh, we also have an exciting thing coming up in just a few weeks' time. So on the 13th of December, this is a long-term trailer, we're going to have our contemporary carol service. So uh, it's a, a carol service with a contemporary twist. Uh, there's a more traditional one that follows the week later. We won't worry about that for the moment. Just focus on the 13th of December. It's going to be a great occasion. And thank you very much indeed to the band as well who have joined us this evening. Mm -hmm.